Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. We're going to continue our conversation about the crisis in Ukraine. On the line with us right now, we have Andrei Dobriansky. He is a representative of the Ukrainian Congress Committee of America. How are you, sir? I'm uh, doing as well as you can under these uh, circumstances. Uh, Andrew, do you have uh, family back there, or close friends? That, are you getting phone calls? Uh, it's close friends. Actually, Ukrainian-Americans who I grew up with in New York uh, who decided to move to Ukraine uh, after independence, uh, married over there, have kids over there. And those are the ones who are having the tough decisions uh, because uh, one side of the family obviously feels uh, when they hear a warning from the United States, maybe leave the country. And the other side is I keep reminding my American friends, if a tank rolled up in my neighborhood, I don't know if I'd be leaving. Uh, maybe I tell them, go, you know, you know where. What what do you hear from them? Uh, are there tanks moving? Are there shooting? What's going on? Uh, almost every place you are in Ukraine, you're hearing some kind of explosions, and that's incredible for a country that size. Uh, I like to remind people that when you drive from Montauk to Cleveland, you're still not driving as far as the entire country. So the fact that Russia has opened up multiple fronts coming uh, up from the south, Obviously, the East has been a problem, but the major thing now has been the fact that Belarus has joined the fight, sending their tanks and their army over the western part from the northern border uh, down towards those western uh, villages and small towns. Those are the areas that many people from the big city of Kiev, because much like New York City, uh, you know, not that many people are born there. They move there to the big city. And so they naturally have family in places they thought would be safer. and that's How big is Belarus? A lot of people don't really know much about it. Belarus is uh, fairly big. It's not as big as, as Ukraine being the largest country in Europe. It's about half the land mass. Um, it, 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 has, uh, it doesn't have as many but close to as many nuclear plants in it, which makes it another problematic area. That's something that everybody's worried about in Ukraine, the fact that an invasion is happening in a country that not only Chernobyl is being taken over the area, but active nuclear plants. That's a very scary thing right now. And that's the case in Belarus as well. Um, and Is any help so this, coming from Europe? Uh, yes, help is coming from Europe. The Polish community has been fantastic in terms of organizing these refugee tents, uh, helping the United States processing people. In fact, uh, the, the local people there know the ground and terrain much more better, and they're ready to do it much more than anybody from out of town would be to help out. There's also humanitarian aid coming from everywhere. And I would also point out that any Ukrainians that were working throughout Europe as migrant labor, as tech people for you know, a short amount of time, almost everybody is flooding back into Ukraine to fight. And, and could you tell us what... Judge uh, Weinberg? Thank uh, you. Could you tell us uh, what the United States is doing and what they should be doing to help? Well, the United States actually just uh, sent over um, uh, 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 some more munitions. Um, so that's good. The fact that they figured out a way to keep keep it coming in. It's a problem right now. The fact that what the United States was doing since the beginning of the year, since actually a little before, is these almost daily flights of 90 tons of, of uh, military aid that uh, has stopped. And so the United States and other Western partners had to figure out another way of doing it. Uh, to get aid over into Ukraine, humanitarian and security, because all that stuff's going to run out. And that's mostly being done in small batches. What we'd love to see happen is larger convoys, just like Russia is having convoys uh, uh, of some kind of support. And then what people on the ground are begging for is some kind of air support. Um, And that's a very emotional issue for people. What about drones? 
to attack the convoy. Drones are the big thing, yeah. Ukraine got a, a very effective set of drones from Turkey earlier last year. Uh, those, I think, have been spent in terms of munitions. I think uh, what, what, what the uh, Ukrainians really would like is another round of those because they could really do some damage to those convoys that are so stuck on the main roads. That's why they're so long. Uh, they, uh, Russia was factoring in the ground to be cold and they could drive the tanks over, but it's all muddy. It's not as cold as it was, was going to be. So they're just stuck in one long line. Incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Andrei Dubriansky, for giving us the information about what's going on in Ukraine and anything we can do here at WABC Radio. Please let us know. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank, thank you. you.